Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 36, Brad Young, running for City Councilor in Ward 6, recorded on September 1st, 2018. Brad Young, you're running for Ward 6 Hamilton City Councilor. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you for having me, Joey. Firstly, tell us, who is Brad Young? I am a 30-year-plus resident of Hamilton. I am a lover of the area and of the people here and the ups and the downs that we've been through. And I am very excited about the current up that we are on. And I want the best for everybody as we are headed there. Why are you running? What prompted me initially was the closing of Albion Falls. It was my personal sanctum, and it was taken away due to safety concerns, understandably. And I attempted to communicate with my counselor resolutions for accessing this amazing geographical wonder of ours. To no avail, it still sits fenced off with bylaw patrolling constantly. So I I felt like there was a certain lack of rapport and a certain lack of reciprocity with my counselor. And then just other issues occurring in Hamilton, you know, stemming from that, they probably deserve an enhanced amount of attention. Do you live in Ward 6, yes or no? Yes. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? Absolutely. To quote Matt Green, I run where I live. That's, that's a paraphrase, terrible paraphrase on such a simple quote. But yes, it is absolutely essential. How could one feel what life is like in an area they do not live in? What are your two priorities for Ward 6 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? So my top priority for the ward would be to introduce a infrastructure voting system online for residents to have unique usernames and online login so they can vote on pending projects and where funds and tax dollars will get distributed and how. So people aren't caught by surprise or if they see a project that necessarily they wouldn't have agreed on, there won't be any awkward see or tension. The second priority after the website would be to reopen Albion Falls from the bottom, as it was open initially after the top was fenced off. And I'd like to partner with the Hamilton Conservation Authority and begin implementing hiking education, tours as well. I mean, we are the Hamilton City Capital of Waterfalls. People, they already organize tours of the city. I I would more than imagine people would be very interested in being toured into the, the wonderful nature that we have. The citywide priority, I don't think anything could trump housing currently, the housing crisis that we have, both social and affordable. I think another service that would direly help would be childcare, if we could help with subsidizing that to whatever degree. I know that because there's exorbitant cost and people who can pay rent and childcare and not left with much after that. And with any kind of culture, our youth should be our unspoken number one automatic aim and in providing a subsidized health care through the city maybe in partnering with mohawk which would be a no-brainer uh, we could really sink our teeth into the quality of, of life and programs and education and more than anything maybe like food programs 
I'm definitely rambling on, but in that avenue, housing, anything socially, essentially. What three skills will you bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? I have excellent listening skills. Uh, I'm able to certainly listen and sit with people, engage what is bothering them and what they need, and also a problem-solving mentality I boast and bring to the table. I'm well-spoken as well. I can certainly serve as the voice of someone's need. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? As far as growth goes, Ward 6 is a very old ward, of course, but with the addition of the new section of Ward 6 from Rymel to the link up along Upper Sherman area, where the new school is being implemented, Nora Francis Henderson, along Miles Road, there is certainly space there for future development. It is currently farmland. I know that as of a few years ago, there was corn growing there because I used to walk through it. But that certainly is an area that is open and it is near a school, which would be a no-brainer. There's a YMCA just up Brimal and a police headquarters there. There's a, I was thinking a lot about this question, like multi-unit dwellings. And in the sixth board, we have a lot of townhouse complexes. I'm not sure if that would qualify for that kind of definition. I think it's nothing out of the ordinary for our ward. Uh, there's numerous sections of, of townhouses. I've lived in one off of Quail Drive uh, near Upper Gage and Stone Church, personally. So if that would qualify, I'd say, you know, they're all the rage. You could always add more with the housing crisis that we've already spoken about. Personally, I live in a house in the suburbs of Ward 6 that is divided, a main floor and a bottom floor. And this is becoming a lot more common. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 6 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? I've given this some thought, and I would say Uli's Stairs. If you have not visited Uli Stairs, I would encourage you adamantly to come out and check it out. It links the escarpment trail and the rail trail. It is one of the first multi-use pathways in the city, and it works harmoniously. People do not interfere with each other. It's beautiful. It's a great way to exercise and get some fresh air. Uli's Stairs, specifically because of the craftsmanship and the innovation, and what one man was able to do for this city by himself without any kind of resources or consulting or red tape or what have you. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? As I was saying with the priorities in the city, I would stay with that. Affordable and social housing, they have to be revised to better service The citizens of this area, the people are being forced out of their houses. I read that to have an apartment, you have to at least have a wage of $18. I don't know how many people are earning that wage in this service industry city. That should 
desperately be taking into consideration enhancing the building of social housing, quite literally, whether it's partnering with Habitat for Humanity or as has been going on recently with Mohawk. I know that the trades programs are being implemented in social housing development as well. That's genius. I think incorporating those services together should be able to save a lot of money to make it go further. On my bus ride over here, I drove past Mohawk in Upper Wentworth, uh, which so happens to be the 28-space parking lot that was to be updated for originally quoted at around $300,000 that escalated to one5 how many houses could a house have been built for that? Yep. You know, like, is that a family that's out in the cold for what? You know, I don't know. How often is that going on? How, how often are these numbers being checked? That's, that's, what I, that's why I'm running as well. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? If I didn't mention LRT, I would be remiss. Uh, there is much to do about the quality of transit in this city. I feel more rapid bus lines like A-Line and B-Line would be able to help shuttle people around the city faster. That's certainly one thing, just a continual adaptation as the city expands with bus routes and gauging Ridership for consistency, uh, maybe during rush hour to devote lanes to just buses could certainly help. Yeah, and again, I guess say healthcare would be very imperative, would be another service. Or I should say childcare, that would be something to seriously uh, sink our teeth into to provide for residents. You mentioned the LRT. I'm not clear on what your position is on it. I do not support LRT, though I respect those who want it. I understand it's sleek design. It seems modern. It's going to net billions of dollars in construction. So I understand those who strive for it. I don't support it. I feel a lot of those who are pro-LRT work for transit agencies, whether admittedly or not. I think that's a serious problem. There was a poll in 2017 issued by Metrolinx gauging support of the project in the city. And out of 800 people polled, the result was 48% against, 12 undecided. And that's a survey issued by Metrolinx, who no doubt wants it to reflect positively. I don't, I don't support it. Hamilton City Council decided against rank balloting. Rank balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked balloting? Well, uh, voter turnouts have been dismal in the past three elections. The last one was the worst in the past of, of three. Maybe that is a reflection of our current voting system not adequately reflecting the wants of people. If ranked balloting sincerely gauged public want better, I am all for it. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? Well, personally, I feel like there's no better way than implementing the website that I was speaking about earlier to get a higher percentage of individuals weighing in with their feelings and their opinions. And another tool with having it is an easy way to identify who's not speaking up or who's not contributing and trying to gauge why, you know, those people are so disenfranchised. I feel like that would be an excellent way to enhance. How will the city of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager? 
And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? An individual who acts as an, a liaison between city staff and, and counselors and can walk the fine line of staying true to both sides. Someone who is not corporately inclined and willing to listen to what the majority of citizens want. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Again, I feel like within my ward, at least, uh, having the infrastructure website to vote, that'll be able to gauge what is critical and most important for people in the ward. So if people would be more conscious of what we're getting and what we're devoting our funds to, might take the sting away from what we're not getting. Or if that problem becomes more glaring, then attention can just be shifted toward that. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? I say rejuvenating, innovative, and unifying. And for council as a whole, I think prosperity, proliferative, empathetic. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? I ask anyone who's listening and considering in the sixth board uh, who to vote for, to please give me a chance. Reach out and contact me. You can do so on my website, www.bradforward6.weebly.com. I would love to hear from you. And thank you very much, Joey. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your endeavor. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank the Terry Berry Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded this podcast today. This has been episode 36 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.